Crown of Thorns by Iris Bluefick Chapter 66 For Rebirth On leaving Pippa's, before she could even start the car, Sophia checked her mobile to make sure she hadn't missed anything in the several hours she'd been visiting. There were two texts. Adam Young Would you mind if I stayed till tomorrow night? Sarah doesn't want to let me go yet, and Mum has old stuff from when I was a kid she wants me to sort out and take, or let her bend the lot. Amanda Tomlin Please could you come over, Soph? This isn't going well for me at all. Sophia bit her lip, ready to respond with Come home, you twat, I'm pregnant. In the first instance. Instead, she typed No, I wouldn't. Have fun and hug the nibblings for me. She had no second thoughts when it came to answering the second. Of course, she sent. Mandy's flat was only a short distance from the shambles, and Sophia wasn't inclined to honour the speed limit much mind, given how empty the roads were. She thought of the time Crowley had been pulled over, which Mandy had told her about. She almost wished she'd been there. She made a crooked mess of parking and rushed to the front door. The fact that Mandy wasn't at work was cause for concern. Everything about the message, from the uncharacteristic lower case to the arrangement of the words themselves, was cause for concern. She knocked urgently. Three minutes later, red-eyed and bedraggled in a Manchester United tee and threadbare black leggings, Mandy answered the door. Her hair made it clear she'd just got out of bed. That was fast, she said, voice thin and strained, pulling the door open wider. Well, come in. Before Mandy could say she'd put the kettle on, or fix them plates of her latest experimental baked goods, or any other such thing, Sophia caught Mandy's hand and spun her around. The resistance was only brief. Sophia's arms were full of Mandy's too thin frame in a heartbeat. This is hell, Soph, Mandy sobbed, curled into Sophia's shoulder. I'd take Crowley's place any day if it meant this would end. God, I can't. Don't let him hear you say that, Sophia soothed, rocking her, leaning against the wall. You'd break his heart like you're breaking mine. Fucking need to say it to someone, Mandy seethed, choking on tears. Because it's true. Tell me you've at least been calling in sick, or got a note from the GP, or... Sophia rubbed Mandy's shoulder blades vigorously and held her out at arm's length. Do you need help? No GP's note. Are you daft? Mandy laughed, wiping her nose. Quit. Can't stand to be there when every nook and cranny of that kitchen reminds me of him. Can't even stand remembering what I tried to do there years ago. Too young to believe I stood no chance. That makes two of us who've handed in notice this week. Sighed Sophia, resigned. And I understand what you mean about it reminding you of... of Ivan, but not the other. Come off it, said Mandy, disgusted, grabbing Sophia's wrist and leading her over to the kitchenette table. The first stolen kiss, my original sin. That was all the prompting it took for Sophia to remember the anecdote, from both parties' perspectives, plain as day. Cream and chanterelles in exchange for twenty quid. 
You can't judge anything by that, she said, desperately, dropping into a chair, understanding where Mandy's mind had gone with this. It proves nothing. You're not cursed. Am I not? Mandy asked, yanking out the chair across from Sophia, dropping into it. I get mixed up with an agent of the devil himself. So what if it was after he got fired? There's a pun for you. And my love life from that moment forward is the proverbial apple gone to rot. Crowley's done nothing but look out for you, Sophia said. Done nothing but look out for... Some favour he did you the once, Mandy snapped. Just ace big brothering that was. I wasn't ready, Sophia shot back. Stuck between care for me and doing the right thing. Between millennia of towing the party line to survive and being who he really is. God, now I've done it, Mandy whispered, reaching across the table. Got us both a mess. Sophia snagged a napkin from the holder and blew her nose. She let Mandy take her hand, determined to bear the crush of Mandy's grasp. We'd never have met if not for them, she sobbed. I love you. Don't leave me. Not now. Tell me one good thing, Soph, Mandy said, her voice gone quiet. One reason I shouldn't. I didn't want to tell you like this, and it's cheap of me, said Sophia tremulously. It's low. For fuck's sake, Mandy said, releasing Sophia's hand, grabbing a napkin. Tell me what. I'm ready this time, Sophia said, pulling herself together as much as she could. I'm... Mandy's expression flickered between grief-stricken and dismayed. You're having me on. Like hell I'm not, Sophia said. Pip had me take around the shop so I could pick up a few tests while she got some groceries. Dim at her place. Is three positives enough? Mandy covered her face with both hands and stayed like that so long, Sophia was terrified. For heaven's sake, she said at length, splaying her fingers, eyes wide. Why didn't you? You might have been the first to know if Uriel hadn't done that thing she does, Sophia replied. Oh, Christ, Mandy said in a brief fit of laughter, mopping at her eyes. Adam's out of town. He'll be in Lower Tadfield an extra day, Sophia said, and I don't want to tell him by text. Who's left to tell? Mandy asked, in undisguised curiosity, blowing her nose. Just the three? Sophia nodded, biting her lip. Crowley has the air fail, Adam. She sighed. Wrong as it gets. I'll be damned if I die before meeting my godchild, Mandy said. Let's do this thing right. Crown of Thorns will continue in Chapter 67.